Learning Module 2, Group 1. Over the course of this module, we've been looking at the current methods of assessment in creativity and imagination. We have looked at Australian and international curriculums and touched on gender differences in creative and imaginative learning. It was quite evident that all curriculums identify the need and the importance of creativity and imagination. However, none appeared to have documentation to demonstrate how it was in fact part of the curriculum or if it was assessed let alone assessment procedures. Whilst one group member recently attended a conference on the implementation of the new British framework, she reported that while much was made of the importance of creativity and imagination, the assessment of such an approach was never addressed. This same colleague attended her daughter's parent-teacher conference and was confronted with a list of scores. The maths teacher clearly articulated why her child received the set grade. On moving on to her more creative subjects, she was presented with a range of comments. Very few gave any real understanding about her daughter's achievement. Most ended up saying she was a little chatty. While we as a group questioned the need for assessment and discussed the obvious issues of objectivity coming into play, we agreed that the assessing of skills is perhaps where the assessment component comes in. This view was challenged by an article that was posted to our wiki, which pointed out that assessing or identifying creativity and imagination in schools was not to generate creativity schools, but to see in which learning environment creativity and imagination occurs, and to be able to accurately describe and then report this. The, quote, creativity, find it, promote it, end quote, of Sefton Green rang true for all of us. Rightly or wrongly so, a student gaining 100% in a test knows they have done well. Telling a child or parent that they or their child is creative may or may not have the same effect depending on the parent involved, as evidenced by a colleague's experience above. It was interesting to note that the Finland Education Policy states in its program that, quote, creativity, competence and a high standard of education, end quote, are vital to Finland and the success of its people. And yet, the arts education, for example, music, art, craft, etc., are completed as extracurricular activities and in contrast to the general education is at the parents' expense. The document states that teachers are highly educated. Two members of our cohort had different reactions to this. One colleague saw this as an example of the importance and value placed on lifelong learning while the other recalled the presentation by Sir Ken Robinson when he spoke about academic inflation and felt that the education in the traditional fields was more highly valued by the very fact that creative subjects were not part of the national curriculum, that they are seen as separate and needed to be self-funded. Looking at the mission of the IB schools, quote, to create a better world through education, end quote, we saw the school place the child as the inquirer Creativity in the IB curriculum is identified as one of the attitudes in the essential elements of education. While it talks about assessment, it takes the form of adding material to a student's portfolio to show creativity, but not, however, how it is assessed. There is reference to students creating their own rubrics, which could be a means to determine criteria for assessment. Rubrics, we felt, were becoming overused. We next turned our attention to what is happening on our national educational front. While reference to creativity is in the blurb, there is no obvious reference to the assessing of it. There is an 
obvious lack of, lack of CI in this documentation. And as our colleague commented, it is limiting, quote, sorry, it is limiting and restricting, end quote. She questioned why each of the state curriculums were not assessed and the best of each be selected and then modified with an e effective CI component. As a cohort, we agreed. When we looked at the bill's material, we were satisfied that higher order thinking skills along de Bono's lines were at play and that this form of assessment was addressing a student's ability to direct their learning, autonomy to change, modify and evaluate their work. How a student is able to do that comes back to the skills they have developed. As our very passionate colleague summed up, quote, CI is personal. CI is dependent on the situation. CI is me. How can you assess my interpretation of the world? How can I assess yours? My world is different to yours, not only in geography, but language, beliefs, cultural, financial, emotional. To try and assess CI would be to try and contain it, package it, define it within boundaries, particular boundaries. You can't do that because CI is boundless, non-expendable. Creative thinkers work in different ways. What's the same? Creativity is the mother of all inventions. Hmm? Close quote. Educating boys has been a hot topic in education field for a while now, particularly when it comes to reading. In our reflections on gender differences, it appeared as one colleague pointed out that men yearn to be better thinkers than women at all costs and in all arenas, even to the extent of changing the playing fields as each new concept is explored, as evidenced by our reading of both Shields and Tavris. Are they better thinkers? Are they more creative and imaginative? The research does not reflect that to date. Kogan in 1974, in his extensive review of creativity and gender difference, found that males and females were re relatively equivalent. We question was society and or education in part responsible for this? If we promote, expect or discourage one particular sex to be more creative than another? Only recently a close friend told of how her son opted not to do an art subject for his HSC because it was not really what was expected of him. He felt pressure from his friends, family and school to undertake more academic subjects. This goes back to our discussions and reading, particularly by Sir Ken Robinson, about the value we place on creativity. Quite simply, we come back to the fact that no education system can be world-class without valuing and integrating creativity in teaching and learning. We talk about it infinitum, but the question of ever effectively and accurately assessing it, in our view, is virtually impossible. Thank you.